Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the K-Pop Nerd Podcast, sponsored by Music Mind. Today is a very special day. We're back for our 10th episode, so congratulations all around for reaching such an illustrious milestone. I'm joined today by everyone's favorite ladies in K-Pop, Ploy, Casey, Agla, and Manhattan. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, everyone's so energetic today. I love it. Okay, so we're going to start the episode with some overseas action. Uh, this is going to seem a little biased to those who are familiar with my background, but this is my podcast, so deal with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to cover my main man, Juno, first with his Japanese release, Don't Stop Me Now. Very excited about this. Yes, so this uh, album, Don't Stop Me Now, is already his fourth mini-album released in Japan, and Juno is continuing the um, tradition to release solo mini-albums in summer. Actually, this also earned him a nickname. They call him Inatsu because Natsu means summer in Japanese, so so Mr. Summer Boy. And um, this is actually a little bit uh, emotional release and emotional tour for 2PM fans in Japan because um, We've been going through a lot of build-up towards their uh, future enlist enlistment, and um, a little bit more than a month ago, they 2PM completed their um, Galaxy of 2PM tour, arena tour in Japan, and Juno even mentioned that with his solo tour that is going on uh, right now, it's a specific continuation of the uh, group tour, and he's sort of taking the the baton, baton, baton. <laughs> yes, baton uh, from the group and sort of uh, burdening his shoulders with the, um, what? Should, how should I put it? The necessity to uh, continue the growth of, of the group and and the fandom within Japan. So I think it's a really nice. Um, Maybe it's not intentional, but uh, when they uh, wrap it like that, it's a very nice um, part of, of his career symbolically. And I think that Casey has a lot more to say on that. Um, like I said, this is his fourth mini-album, and like his previous albums, Juno actually wrote all of the songs on here. He worked with um, longtime collaborator and JYP Entertainment composer Hong Ji-sang, um, as well as Collapsed One, who has worked with various JYP artists, including 2PM and Heartfelt, Yenny from Wonder Girls. I feel like Don't Stop Me Now is probably his um, best solo effort so far. It's the most uh, sophisticated of his albums, uh, and I think he said that it's the most true to himself currently, and it really shows... Um, even in the music video, it was quite interesting because it has uh, a boxing theme. Um, and it's like him playing a game, but the character is himself. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, it ends up being he's actually fighting with himself, which I think it kind of makes sense since you are your own worst enemy and he wants to push himself further than he's gone before. So I was I was really impressed, but maybe I have my stand goggles on too firmly. I don't know. I mean, I mean, when you, when you can you just mentioned that you know he's fighting himself, and when you consider one of his latest tweets about how he had to overcome various um, obstacles in his way, 
on his way towards where he is now, uh, I suppose one of the biggest obstacles was his own, uh, his own view on on himself. About yeah, himself? his own reservations. Yeah, yeah. Look at, like back when Supiem debuted, he has changed a lot. Definitely, definitely so. So I think that in a way, I mean, maybe just as you said, maybe we're looking a bit, a little bit too deep into this. But when you know all the background, you can speculate, and it's somewhat, you know, it's right, interesting. Right. So. And his work has paid off quite a bit. Um, as of recording this, he placed on uh, in the Oricon daily album charts first place for three days. Um, I think he sold maybe 38,000 copies yeah, of his yeah, album so far. Okay, so everybody's brought up a bunch of really great points, and I think the one that resonated with me the most was just about how this was a piece that really... For Chuno, it felt like it reflected him most accurately, and I think that that's really important. It's really awesome that an artist gets an, the opportunity to do something like that. To throw in another completely unsolicited anecdote, I remember when the boys were living in the JYP dorms in New York, I would often hear someone singing just walking through the hallways, and I would think to myself, my goodness, this person has such a beautiful voice. Uh, and I'd turn the corner, and it would be Chuno singing, you know, like, Brown-Eyed Soul song or, like, some other song. It's just the thing is, like, he's always been so incredibly talented as a vocalist, and it's wonderful that he's getting to explore all of these different avenues for his music because he's very creative, very hardworking, and very, very talented. Uh, so I have been very pleased with, uh, with this overseas comeback for Chuno. And if I may throw in my one last thought, um, as a person who is not too much Juno biased. Um, I think that this album is really a lot more multi-layered than his previous three solo albums and it's like he has found ways in, in which he can develop himself and it's not um, like sometimes when you're listening to a music to, to a composition by an artist you can recognize it immediately. There's a spe specific kind of feel and specific topic within each song but in this album, the songs are, are well. There's still Juno in them, but they are a lot more different than the songs in the previous albums. That's what I have felt when I listen to them. So I, I'm not sure where he's going from here, but I will definitely be looking forward to it. Well, we'll be staying in Japan for our next topic as well. Temin recently had a release called Goodbye. Um, actually, if I may, uh, it's going to, it, it's uh, the release, uh, this Goodbye uh, music video is, is a promotional part of his fu uh, future release, which will be out next Wednesday, that will be 27th of July. When you go through social media these days, you can see uh, quite a lot of screen captures of Temin in Japanese um, TV stations and TV programs where he's going through various promotional activities. So I'm not really familiar with how Shiny is doing in Japan, but considering that they've had a Dome concert, I suppose they have a pretty big fandom. As far as the song itself is concerned, that the song that we're discussing here, I am surprised to say that I really like it. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I had any 
preconceived notions. I usually just go into a song having no expectations whatsoever, no matter whose song that is. But some of uh, particular uh, parts of the song, especially in the lower register, um, it gave me goosebumps. So I'm not uh, too fond of the Gakuto-like references in the um, music video, but other than that, it, I think if they were going to that kind of impression, they really achieved that. And uh, if you don't know who Gakuto is, how do we describe him, Casey? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't uh, think you can sum him up. He is a very or, individual, but um, the music video for Goodbye, it kind of it it seems very much like Gakuto. Like yeah. it has like, that certain level of of cheesiness that um, he tends to have in his own music videos. So it's an apt comparison. Mm -hmm. It's like a 4,000-year-old vampire, Japanese warlord, uh, blonde, J-rock music person. Yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Gakuto is. And uh, Temin is kind of doing a pretty good job taking some of the vibe. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Gakuto is a pretty good, like... Yeah, he's like... An, I'm he's, 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 he's an icon. He's an icon, and... Uh, Really wondering how what how actually when I w watch the music video and when I listen to the song I, I I'm really interested to hear what the other songs are like so I guess I have to wait until Wednesday. I've actually liked all of his more recent solo songs and I'm not familiar with Chinese material in Japan but if it's like this then I think I will definitely look into it. It it meshes with my tastes. Yeah, and I mean, um, when you listen to even his pro pronunciation, sounds pretty clean. I mean, some sometimes there, even even if I am not fluent in Japanese, you get thrown off. You can still hear of, the Korean accent for a they, lot of idols. Yeah, the, you can, but he, I think his his pronunciation is kind of pretty clean. So, uh, of course, if 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 Shiny has spent a lot of time in Japan. It, I have always been really impressed by his dancing. I know that when Shiny first debuted, he was a little too young for me to appreciate him as a dancer because he just looked like a kid. So everything that he was doing, it was just like, oh, that's a cute kid. But he's really come into his own like over the past couple of years, really matured a lot. And now whenever I see him dance, I'm just like, man, this, this guy is really talented. I think he's grown a lot. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they've been into the in the industry like, more than eight years now, I think they, yeah, and he's still what twenty three, so I think there he still has quite a few years to go and develop as a dancer, as an artist, and as a singer until his enlistment. So, we've actually worked with a writer, one of the writers on the song Replay, actually, um, and he had so many nice things to say about Tamian and all of the shiny guys as well. So we're going to try to have them, or this particular writer, his name's Jimmy Burney, we'd like to have him do a feature on Music Mind as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. I think it was probably about two weeks ago, JYP posted an image on his Instagram, which was a teaser image for Faye's uh, solo debut. And it was really nice because he was talking about how, she well, she is his the fifth female artist um, that whose music he produced, and um, 
and he was talking about how you know she was his fifth muse and and that he was really really excited to work with her and that she has this like level of charm that um, not many um, artists can po possess because uh, she has this like mix of being sexy and warm and that he was really really excited for people to s listen to what she has to offer. Well, the music video is it's a rated 19 and over. It's really uh, sensual and it's really male gazy. Like the guys like because the song's called Fantasy, so the guys like wearing like it's a, it's like a virtual reality. Yeah, it's like a virtual yeah. So it's like a virtual reality headset and like she's like the game character or I guess yeah, and she's like seducing him or some some I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it's the concept itself is a little uncomfortable when you think about it. Um, however, I do kind of like that Faye doesn't seem scared by it. Like she's completely comfortable with showing off her sensual side, and the dance that she was given is quite unique. I don't think I've seen a hula hoop dance in K-pop before. I love the fact that they included hula hoops. I was so excited when I saw like the dance practice for it. Like, yeah, I and I, I saw somebody say that, oh, the dance is boring. And I was like, but that looks so hard. How do you not trip over the hula hoop or have it bounce off stage because you dropped it? Yeah, like I wish they would have incorporated it more throughout um, the song because they used it a majority in the beginning, but I wish it was just throughout, and then they brought it back at the end. But I really like the dance, so I thought it was cool. Yeah, and male gaziness aside, the music video is really interesting to look at. It's kind of trippy. What did you guys think of the song? I like the song. It's real mellow. I like more upbeat things, but that's just my personal like opinion. But I thought it was a good um, for like her first attempt at a solo uh, debut or first attempt at a solo. I thought it was a good song to go with, and um, it looks like she's comfortable in her range, and I think she sounds good on it too. Yeah, I think she sounds really good, and it kind of fits with the previous uh, female solo tracks that JYP has produced. It's a little bit more mellow than Sunmi's songs were, but it's definitely in the same uh, wheelhouse as Um Jung Hwa's song, and that was iconic, by the way. Still a very popular uh, song, Coming of Age Ceremony. Yeah, I feel like this really suited her. Um, some people seem to be a little disappointed that it wasn't more upbeat, just because um, they want to see Faye show off her dancing skills. Um, more than they were on here. I feel like the uniqueness of the dance kind of makes up for it and it fits the the song very well. I really like the way it actually feels like it expresses both warmth and sexiness at the same time because this is what JYP emphasized when he mentioned producing her solo and another thing is there is a very specific JYP-ness inside the song in, in the way that she um, drops off particular syllables, the way that she leaves particular notes, and I think that's... If you, if you are used to JYP songs and uh, if you are an avid fan, you would definitely notice that immediately, and I think um, even 
there are specific parts in the song where uh, I kind of go in, but um, if I didn't know, I wouldn't say that she is Chinese, and um, it really shows that she worked very, very hard on her Korean and, 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 and this release, so I really have nothing but good words to say. And I wanna I wanna correct myself because I said the wrong name earlier. I meant uh, Park Ji Yoon. That is all. For our final discussion topic of the day, we're gonna swing it back to SM Station. FX released All Mine through SM Station. So for a little background for those who don't know what SM Station is, it was announced at the beginning of the year that SM would be releasing a single, a digital single every single week for a year. They take time off for holidays, though, like Golden Week and et cetera, et cetera. So they do collaborations. Usually it's collaborations. Sometimes it'll just be like solo artists, like Amber released a song solo. And the collaborations don't have to just be within SM. They can be outside of SM. It's basically to help SM be on the like higher on the digital chart because SM artists don't tend to do as strong digitally. They do well physically and so FX released a song it's been about like nine months since they had their comeback with Four Walls and they're staying with the EDM sound it was produced by LDN Noise and I really like the song it's really summery the music video is really cute it's all the four girls because I guess they were all separate at the time they are the camera that like looks selfie stick there we go that's the word I'm looking for so they all have selfie sticks, and they're all recording themselves in different areas because, as um, FX fans would know, um, Victoria's really busy in China, so it's really hard for all um, four of them to be together. So I liked how the music video made it so everyone was there, and um, the music video was also edited by Amber. The song's charting really well, well say, compared to other recent EDM releases that SM has made, like Taeyeon came back with uh, an EDM song that was also produced by LDN Noise. But FX, they're like the queens of it because I feel like it fits their concept so much better. But recently, a lot of comebacks by SM have been EDM. Even despite those, I feel like if you think of EDM and K-pop, most people's minds will go to FX. Yeah, and they're good at it. I feel like there's not... Usually, I feel like EDM doesn't do, like, super well in K-pop. So, um, but this song's doing well. It's catchy. I like it. I feel like it's um, it's the best EDM song SM has had this year. Because they've had a lot. They have. <laughs> I'll just take a brief moment to plug an article that we have on Music Mind describing SM's focus on EDM music. I thought it was an excellent write-up. One of our community contributors submitted it. I worked very hard to have it published right away because I thought it was really well-written. Bringing it back to FX, I agree with a lot of what you guys have said. Personally, I've always been very impressed, as with the rest of the podcast, um, uh, with their ability to pull off these types of songs. Um, and it's good to see them putting in this type of work. It's, it's always a, a treat for the fans when they get content in any of its, you know, various forms, and once again, I think I've said this in the past on past broadcasts, but I, I'm i a big fan of what SM's doing with SM Station. I think it's excellent. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because it's the first time a whole entire group has gotten a station song. So they haven't done this yet, and I'm assuming they're doing... I don't... I guess maybe it's like a gift to fans, maybe, that the whole entire group's doing it. But I like it. Of course, I'm happy as a FX fan. And I feel like it, it was a nice touch to give FX the first group station song, since their fans have been through quite a bit recently. Yeah, we have. And you guys need to see your group. Yeah, especially because they're always um, separated, like, um, even for, like, SM Town um, concerts. Victoria's not there. It's just the three of them. That's rough. It is rough, right? <laughs> oh, I guess I should have said this when I was talking about the song earlier. But I like that Amber sings on the song. She doesn't just rap. I love it when Amber sings. She's been singing a lot more recently, hasn't she? Yes, she has. I love it. I, I would much rather have her sing than rap. I think she has a good singing voice, and I think she should use it more. Her tone is really nice. I agree. <laughs> but but really, like when uh, I was listening to the song when Amber started to sing to sing, I I really thought like, oh, this is a really nice tone. She should use it more often. So it's it's sometimes really interesting how people who are supposed to rap uh, turn out to be pretty decent singers. You know? So. Um, really, I, I agree with what you have said, and I do wish to hear. Um, would, it, would be, it would be lovely to hear her sing a lot more than she does. I agree. I think she's quite talented. I love Amber. She seems so nice. She does. I want to be her best friend. Uh, I just want to like hang out with her and go get cheeseburgers or something. <laughs> so that is all the time that we have for today. Um, I think we got to discuss a lot of really great artists, debuts, comebacks. So thank you all very much again for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank Yay. you for having us. Yay. Always. Uh, and so this episode of the podcast is a particularly special one because this is the podcast leading up to Music Mind's appearance at KCON Los Angeles. We've teamed up with a bunch of really cool startups to bring you the K-Crew Pavilion. Basically what that means is that we've cordoned off a section of the convention floor to bring you just an all-inclusive experience, uh, really the best companies, the best uh, experiences from Korea. There will be a lot of free giveaways, and there will also be a raffle to be entered to win a grand prize that you really, really want to win. Trust me, I want to win this grand prize. Um, it has been explicitly stated to me that I cannot win this grand prize, but... No. Uh, I think that you guys, all our listeners out there who are able to attend KCON, it would be wonderful to see you there. Uh, drop by our booth. We'll have a lot of free stuff to give you. And we will be trying to get a couple of the artists that we've worked with or will be working with in the future to drop by as well. Um, but we'll keep that on DL for now because uh, security on the convention floor is apparently a bit of an issue. In any case, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Really looking forward to seeing where a lot of these artists are headed, and over at Music Mind, we're all very excited about KCON at the end of the week. If you liked what you heard, or just want to find out more about the K-pop artists you love, be sure to find us on the web at themusicmind.com. We publish stories and other multimedia content that's written, produced, recorded, all of the above, by the artists and professionals themselves. 
We're also on social media. Our handle is MusicMindTeam on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to find a way to get involved with what we're doing, feel free to reach out to me directly via email at ian at themusicmind.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Ian Cho, which is spelled I-A-N-C-H-O-E. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.